worship. Continue to lift up his name. God, we're here to lift your name up. Oh, God, don't let it be entertainment. Oh, God, we come
deserves to be exalted above every name. Yes, hallelujah. And to exalt him, I've wondered how can I lift up God? How can I lift up something that is immovable, something that is ever-present? How can I lift it up? And I realize oftentimes exalting God is not lifting up God. But it's lowering ourselves and casting down every high thing, everything that comes against God. It's lowering the things that we try to allow to compete with God, to bring them down, to allow God to be elevated and to be exalted above our life and everything. And there's a scripture that as they were singing came to me, and it was 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that my people who are called by my name humble themselves, lower themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land we have things in our life we have situation that goes on that take precedence over our attention over what we focus on and what we put as our priority and as our agenda but if we decide to exalt God today to humble ourselves, to lower everything that's trying to compete with God and say, God, you are my focus. God, I'm seeking your face this morning. He's going to hear from heaven. He's going to heal your sickness. He's going to heal your land. He's going to forgive you of your sins. If you just humble yourself and pray and seek his face, he's here this morning. And so right now we're going to have some prayer requests that I believe if we shall put these needs before God, he is going to move. That we have... Tobias Gonzalez, Mitchell DuBose, Olivia Harrington, Della Joyce, Randall Clark, Karen Reed, and Marla Davis. And then we have all of our needs on the overhead. I ask you to just look at these needs. And if there's one that sticks out to you, one that kind of pricks your heart to pray for that need. But I believe that all of us, we walked in here with needs. We walked in here with situations. But we walked in here to serve a God that can move in every need. So what we're going to do is if you have any need you want to be prayed for specifically, we're going to ask you to come forward. Minister is going to anoint you with oil and pray with you and for you and believe that God is going to move in this place this morning. Father, I know that you are able and your word says that you are willing. So God, I present my needs before you today for you to have your way and then for you to move to restore to deliver and God I pray that you move throughout this entire place touch every body every mind every spirit in Jesus name
there's something really special I would like us to do. This morning, I know that y'all are a church that believes in prayer, and I believe in your prayers. Um, Brother David and Sister Kay Gilbert, you know, they have pastored in Denison, Texas for over 40 years. And through the years, they've always been part of our section. And as all of you know, we have had innumerable ladies deals and youth functions and everything imaginable at their church. They have always been so gracious to host and they are loved greatly. And on Wednesday, Sister Kay Gilbert died with a massive heart attack right in her home, in her kitchen. So as you can imagine, the family is very traumatized, and so is their church. The funeral is going to be tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock. But I would like us right now to take Truth Church up before the throne of God and the Gilbert's family, Darren and Ginger and Carisha. Take all of that family before the throne of God this morning in prayer because as all of you know that if lost loved ones, there isn't really anything you can say. It has to be God that comforts their hearts. So let's pray for Truth Church and for the Gilbert family. In Jesus' name. God, this morning we bring Truth Church before your throne. We bring the Gilbert family, Darren and Carisha, all of the grandchildren before your throne. We pray your comfort in their hearts as only your spirit can do. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray this morning that church feels the comfort of the Holy Ghost that the Gilbert family feels your comfort in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, also our precious friend of Phil Hudson that pastors in Denton failed this week and broke his leg diagonally. And on Wednesday, they put a, a rod in his leg and then a cast. And so they think it's going to be a sixth month rehab and therapy. So can we please take Phil Hudson. A lot of you heard Brother Phil speak at your men's conference this year. Incredible people. Can we take Phil Hudson before the throne? This morning God, you see Brother Phil Hudson needs a touch. He needs a touch this morning from you. God, we pray against the pain. God, Jesus Christ. You may be seated. We want to have some announcements and then we'll take our tithe and our offering this morning. But we have, it's the beginning of the year, so we have some exciting things getting ready to go. Um, and we have one of our big things that happens every year that we're, we've kicked off and we're already going with, but you can jump on it if you want, is our strawberry fundraiser. We are uh, we're in the process of getting it all ready to go. We're already selling them. If you don't have a um, 
order form or anything, like at the youth, if you don't have them, we'll get them to you. If you are not in the youth, but you're like, you know, I like raising money for the youth group. I love our youth pastor, and I love our youth group. The things you say every day. Um, uh, feel free to get a packet and to sell strawberries as well, because the, the money that we raise goes towards our trips, our camps, everything that we do to fund our youth. And so it's a great fundraiser. It's always a successful fundraiser. But it's a fundraiser that does not happen without you guys. And we're aware of that, and we're grateful for it every year. And so we want you to be able to help any way you can. If it's donating the almond bark, the chocolate, or the white chocolate. If it's volunteering to wipe strawberries or to help package the strawberries or deliver the strawberries. We want everyone that wants to or is available to to be involved in this fundraiser. But the orders are going to be needing to be turned in Sunday the 11th. That's Sunday morning, February the 11th. And then on Wednesday the 14th, that's going to be our delivery and pickup day. So let us know uh, if you have any questions about it. We can get you plugged in somewhere. You can also ask, I'm sure Sister Joanne is always a heavy part of this fundraiser as well. Uh, but we're excited for it. We believe it's going to go really, really well. And as you can see also, uh, we're up. Yeah, it's there. Um, it's usually $20, and we've gone up to $25. Uh, most that we've seen have gone from 25 to 30. So we are cost efficient. We're doing good. And so uh, if they're acting like it's a little steep, just say, well, you know, it is cheaper than most. And then you can get it, you can get them sold. We can get our kids to camp and we're excited. But we also have on the 23rd, our Ladies United Fellowship is going to be at the Fish Fry and Sister Wanda Armstrong will be speaking. So make sure you sign up at the sign-up sheet in the foyer to let people know you are going to that on the 23rd at the Fish Fry. And then on the 28th, our mission pledge is due. So get that turned in. And then tonight is going to be Youth Sunday. We are excited. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. We're, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a little different, so you need to come and see what's going to happen. It's going to be something you don't want to miss. And then uh, well, if our ushers could come, we're going to take our tithe and our offering. And so, Father, thank you for the service that we have. Thank you for our place that we can come to have fellowship, but to spend time glorifying you. God, I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver and anoint the word today. In Jesus' name, amen.
bless you as you're seated. I can only imagine the fervor, the passion, the dedication and commitment that's going on in heaven today. If years ago he was passionate enough to do whatever and had it recorded. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open up, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And why in the world that the world is fearful to open the door to the Messiah, to the healer, to the deliverer, to the savior, to the coming king and the ruling government of eternity. And they will open the door to drugs, lies, terrible events, or tearing homes. I refuse not to be affected by that. I refuse just to keep on having another day when he is standing at the door of Lamar County. they will open the door one of the things that we have been given the beauty of doing is helping people that are complaining falling apart so to speak and tell them hey listen the messiah is trying to get into your house. I can remember a day when I left him on the outside and he kept knocking on the door of my heart and finally an evangelist and a pastor encouraged me, pushed me, pulled on me and said, man, don't you understand? That's the Messiah that's standing at the door trying to gain entry to sweep your house clean to cleanse your heart he's a physician he is the wisdom of the universe he has all power he's just wanting you to open the door I'll read just a little bit of something to us that hopefully practicing for the rapture there will be no second chances 25% of our reach of this Lamar County area just 25% you go to the fields and there was 25% harvest 
So 25%, if we can start doing the sowing of the seed to everybody, it doesn't have to be a Bible study. It's just tell them how good God's been to you. A testimony. A wonderful time in which we had hell breaking loose in our heart and our mind and our world. And just tell them, I found an altar where I could die out to my flesh and I could find new light, new life, true love, true victory, true glory. I was able through the power of the Holy Ghost and the leadership of the Word to find peace and joy. If we over the next year will testify there is a good chance 6,750 people will buy in to him. It doesn't mean I think that they're going to come to this assembly. I'm just talking about upgrading the spiritual economy. I'm just talking about our kids that are growing up and I don't want it to get worse. I want it to get better. I don't want my great-grandkids growing up with sodomites and acting as if that's all okay. The church, the body of Christ, has the greatest opportunity now to receive the word. And I think the 6,750 is minimum numbers that I put together as I looked at the uh, records in this area as to Lamar County and just in the edge of some other little over 30,000. So today I come with a great, great God who is looking into this service today and he's using you as the next written letter to a world. The Bible said you are living epistles known and read of all men. And I am praying that ministry and your prayer life every day and your studious thoughts of the Word of God every day the illumination is going to get bigger, larger, and categorically saving some children. Aren't you glad for a great Sunday school department? Aren't you glad for a great youth department? Aren't you glad that we have the opportunity to share the bread of life with so many? And so today... I want to try to paint the picture as carefully as I can. I don't want to over-dramatize. But at the same time, we are needy. And God is ready to help us. Let's look at this part. Oh, I'm sorry, back it up. I don't know. I must have hit the button. Christ 
is alive today in the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, please don't put a bushel over it. Please don't cover it up. Tell it everywhere you go of what the Holy Ghost is all about. It is the Spirit of the Messiah. It is Christ come to a place where people that are individualistic can have the plurality of all godly power. His word is his spirit. You cannot separate. Whenever you talk about the oneness of God, in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That means that when you get the Holy Ghost, you've got a straight line directly to freedom. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Straight line to the power source that will unlock the fervent, pitiful, passionate wish. I wish I didn't have to go through this. Let me tell you, there is no weapon formed against this God that can prosper. If I didn't believe that, I promise you I'd walk out that door right now and go get me another job. I believe he's coming back. But before he comes back, he is going to nearly knock the door down. He said it in the book of Joel. He said, I'm telling you, there is going to be a revival. That's going to bash what we call just religious systems. When, it, when going to a church building doesn't elevate life and when preaching of the word doesn't strengthen life, something's wrong. Either the system of faith and the work of the spirit is not digesting or ingesting the words of God that have spirit and truth which free men from pitiful. So look at this again. Peter, 2 Peter 3 and 8, but beloved, be not ignorant. You understand what ignorance is. A lot of people just talk about people being ignorant. That's Texas language. Ignorant. Ignore just simply means you, this is happening, but I'm looking at other things. I've got stuff on my mind, and I'm willing to ignore my prayer life. I'm willing to ignore the knock on the door. I'm willing to ignore the passion that I need to have to reach my neighbor and to help him, her, or them understand this God is a living God. This God is a capable God. This God is all power. This God is phenomenal. Could we praise him according to what I just defined? The Bible says, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. 
make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let this Holy Ghost flow right through this building right now. I'm telling you, he's looking in. He wants to sense and see where he can locate his next victory. Oh, let's praise him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Oh, God, we're not about to go through some routine. We are here to match the moment. We're not going to let ball players get more glory from us than you. We're not going to let money get more glory from uh, things that we can purchase. We are here to praise you for salvation. We are here to praise you for freedom. We are here to let our brothers and sisters know I'm still in the fire. I'm still walking in the flame. I'm still living in the middle of a world that's gone Crazy, so to speak. The day of the Lord will come. You really believe that? Verse 10, will come as a thief in the night. I don't want to be asleep when that trumpet sounds. I said, I don't want to be asleep. I don't want to be, uh, well, if I can't be awakened to prayer for my city, if I can't be awakened to the joy of the Lord, if I can't be awakened to the peace that passes understanding, if I can't be sensitive enough to sense that in the middle of all this hell going on that there's righteousness, peace, and joy. I have shut the door on him and I can just all just tell people I used to have it. I used to have a feeling. I, I used to have a victory. I used to have a testimony. I used to enjoy going to the house of God and praying in my house and praying in my car and worshiping God going down the road. I used to enjoy that. But you know, it's just so rude now and I, I'm just I mean God just some distant deity now and, and I'm really not in a real deep passionate relationship with him anymore I wish somebody would stand and praise his name like he deserves it he's looking for a place to show himself strong I said, he's looking for a place to show himself strong. He's wanting to delight your neighbor with the glory of salvation. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I wish we'd praise God for every preacher that's ever pastored this church. Thank you, God, all the way back to the Kilgores and to others. Oh, God, I cannot praise you enough that they kept a flame burning and they kept moving forward and they wouldn't give up just because they had hazardous days and difficult days. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the day of the Lord will come. I wish we would really get a hold of that thought. It is going to come. It will come in a day that you think not. That's to the people of those that are not living in the faith. But those that are living the faith are looking for him every day. And the way they look for him is 
God, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk in the word. I'm not going to let anything tempt me to get outside the word and do what my flesh wants to do. There's a few people I'd like to go ahead and send into eternity, but uh, God, I'm going to let you take the reins on that. Am I the only one that's ever felt that way? Show you my faith. Faith is made visible by using it or making it work. Our covenant with God is all about faith. I understand that because some have abused the idea that we're saved by faith and put a period at the end of it. But faith without works is dead. And if it's nothing but praising him, the first thing we get up in the morning, if it's nothing but just telling him, God, I'm fixing to get some rest, but I know you got angels that are already watching over my home and my house and my heart and my head. And uh, if, if you need me in the night, just talk, call me. Faith is made visible by using it or making it work. Jesus saw their faith. That means he can see yours. If it's getting lower, he better send a pastor or an evangelist to stir up the gift. That's why that's in that book. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Stir up the gift. That's why I would encourage you never to have a morning that you didn't confront his throne in prayer and go to bed doing the same. Ladies and gentlemen, it's light, it's light right now as it's probably going to get for a while. But the reason the light's going to get brighter is not because he's brighter. It's because darkness is covering the face of the earth. And they're calling it salvation. And they're calling it Christianity. And we have got to be a very wide awake people if we're going to help our children and help our neighbors and help ourselves. Jesus saw their faith when they could not come nigh unto him for the press some I don't know about you but there's been days I couldn't seem to get to him and so on those days when I could not seem to touch him I had to do something different and that's when I would begin to shout unto the Lord that's when I would reach out with desperation that's what you're seeing here. They went up on the roof. It was desperate. They uncovered the roof. They were not going to do the general little patty cake for Jesus at church services. They were not going to just go through a routine. There's some of the people that are in our city right now sitting in churches, and they have no real clue how to get 
the wisdom of God and the power of God to go home and tell their, the demons that are destroying their marriage and destroying their child-parent relationship and destroying their love for one another. They have no idea what's all happening there. And that's why that we are going to do something about one-fourth. If, if we can do it, just talking about Jesus, just acting Jesus, just loving Jesus, and let the river of life flow. And you may not see it until eternity, but at some point, it's going to be written in the book. It was one day while you were just going through hell, and you broke the gates down, and you touched the river of life, and the glory began to feed your neighbor. They watched you in your joy. They watched you with peace. They watched you with righteousness. And somehow, one day, they got it. You can't give it to them, but you can make it happen. We can't save anybody, but he can save everybody. So when they tore the roof down, they had broken it up. They let down the bed. We're in the sick of palsy. That's the responsibility of people that are pitiful. And we have the joy of being responsive to those needs and saying, look, whatever we got to do, we're going to go over there and we're going to fix them a cake. We're going to go over there and fix them a sandwich. We're going to have them come over to our house. We're going to go buy them a McDonald's burger with one little bitty narrow patty in it. Somehow we are going to reach our city. I, I sense the winds of the Holy Ghost that are just literally pounding this area right now. And we can be the instruments. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited. When Jesus... What? When Jesus sees Pastor Meyer's faith, Guess what's going to happen? Something good. Guess what's happening to our Sunday school superintendent when they see his faith? You know how many people they've brought to the house of God, those old buses? Brother, Brother Bolton, how many of them buses did you work on? Do you regret it? Do you ever see any of those kids here, there, and yonder every now and then? Would you stand up and show them that smile? He wore that hair from black to white. His wife did the same, and others of you that are here today, you went on the bus to try to help those kids. Jesus saw their faith. There is a victory. There is a thrill of sacrificing time and effort in prayer and in calling people and saying, look, I just want to tell you God's still alive. I just want to tell you that God cares about you. It doesn't have to be a long phone call, and you don't have to have a, 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 a Guinness book of records with you of how to uh, say this or say that. All you got to do is be able to tell them, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day of the Lord. And I want you to understand 
and my peace don't come because that I'm a great person. My peace comes because I got a great God. He's a living God. He is a river of life. He is a beauty of life. He is the victory of life. He is everything to us. I'm here to tell this church that you've got power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Jesus saw their faith and Jesus walked with them and the serpents couldn't do their thing because you can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy when praise is that is comely. The world took note of them. So Jesus is there. Then guess who showed up? The world took note of them. Ye are the light of the world. You're not just Pentecostal. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is a different deal. You could call this whatever you wanted to call it. We call it Pentecostal because on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the Spirit. They, were, they let the Word of God transform them. But ladies and gentlemen, I have met Pentecostals that commit adultery. I have met Pentecostals that have gone gay. I have met Pentecostals by the dozens that don't have victory in their life. I am here to preach to us that we have got the inside track on absolutely having an experience that will blow the powers of hell out and that Jesus sees our faith and he is going to come in a wind and a powerful glorious revival that is going to shake this county. I wish we'd pray for it right now. God, I want to be a doer. I want to be a willing vessel. I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost everywhere I go that they sense my faith. The world took note of them and the world saw what? Their faith. I, I don't think there's probably anybody in this church that, that worries and cares all their worries and fears out to the world. But if there is, could I preach that out of you today? They've got enough load. One old boy told me one time, he said, let me tell you something, preacher. Most of those people that I see go to the church, not this church, but go to the church, they got more problems than I do. What is that? The world saw their faith. James, what a, what a book. The book of James 2 and 18, yea, a man may say, I ha thou hast faith. But he said, let me tell you something. If you want to see faith, I have works. It's not about saying you have a trust in God. It's about works. You're not saved by works. The book makes it very clear. But faith without works is dead. So you cannot have a faith in God and not have works that show or light up people's hope. 
I will show thee my faith by my works. I've heard I'm going to be a millionaire. We'll just sit and wait for it to happen. Matter of fact, some of you may be in here today looking for that. That's why I quote Vance Abner quite a bit. He said, if wishes were horses, beggars could ride. And indeed, a lot of wishful thinking has landed too many in a real ditch. Not my coinage. I just re recorded it in my mind. See the blessing of adding to your faith. So Peter, the guy that was such a roughy and so powerful, God used him to preach the day of Pentecost. What a, what, what a deal that Peter standing up with the 11, lifting up his voice, said of you men of Judea and all of you at Jerusalem, be it known unto you this day, these men are not drunk with wine as what you might suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters. Oh, that gets close to my heart. I said, I'm looking for every one of your sons and daughters to have a new revival. I'm looking for every one of your nephews and nieces to have a new revival I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and I am going to help you to have such power that you will tread trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the hell that's breaking loose in your city and the hell that's breaking loose in your school systems and the hell that's breaking loose all over. I'm going to give you power to tread on all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself standing higher than you ever have stood. You're going to find yourself shouting more at home than you are ever anywhere else. You're just going to find yourself walking through the house and saying, oh God, I can't hardly believe that you let me in on this big deal. I can hardly believe I used to be out there with a little more money in my pocket, but at that time my heart was heavy and I just switched gears. I got my heart, hallelujah, where there's a lot going on. There's, I got my head where there's a lot going on. I've got some things straightened out and I've taken the crooked places and made them straight and I found the high places are now low and the low places are now high. I am walking in the Holy Ghost. I'm not just going to a building. I am filled with your spirit. I am filled with your mind. I am filled with your promises. I am filled with your powers. I am filled with your fruit of the spirit. I'm not coming like lacking with joy and peace and righteousness. When I get up I can dance because not because I'm great but because you're a great God and you have filled my heart with with your spirit. See the blessings of, I put that arrow there because I want you to see this next one. You don't stop adding. Oh well. I don't need to go to the house of God anymore. I got it. That arrow's up there because adding to your faith. 
the preaching of the word builds faith. And the preaching of the word makes faith stronger. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, brotherly love. I look up to my younger brother. Matter of fact, I'm getting to the place he may have to carry me. He used to shoot my bow and arrow for me when I couldn't do it. I took him in the, or we walked into the old sanctuary, and some of you were probably there the day I had him shoot that bow and arrow. Anybody here were there? You see how much more an example goes? A lot of them don't even remember what I preached last week. They hadn't forgot that bow and arrow, though. Hello. You want to know why I use illustrations? We remember them better. That's right. I won't ever forget that fishing line, that little black mark. Drop it down so far. Man, nobody ever taught me how to fish. I said in one service, and Brother Jerry tells us about that fishing line, how to catch them. Man, you get him out there, and you'll catch fish, and then you'll pa ask pastor to come over and eat them with you. And I'll bring a friend or two if you need me to. Somebody say, add to your faith. Add to your faith. What happens is, beside this giving all diligence, add to faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, I believe. Yeah. And to temperance patience. Boy, some of you got to get out there pretty quick. Hello? I'm trying to hurry you up and get on, get on past those first four. Get on down there to temperance uh, where that virtue and stuff and then all of a sudden be patient. Well, if he's not coming next week, I tell you, I think I'm just going to quit going to the house of God. If he don't hurry up and give me my, the, my, my prayer like I want it to happen, I'm, I'm, not, I, I, I'm, I'm just not going to pray anymore because it, it just don't seem. No, no, no. Fight. 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 I hope it echoes in your heart and mind about 1 o'clock in the morning. Fight. The good fight. The good fight. There's only one good fight. And that is to fight doubt. That is to fight fear. That is to fight lies. That is to fight anything that would literally encumber you and cause you to sense or feel that God don't care about you and he's not going to answer your promises. I say he's a, not a liar. He is the truth, the light, and the way. And no man comes to the source of all of this with out finding a Holy Ghost power. Ladies and gentlemen, they ought to be running to this altar and running to that baptismal tank because we are going to stir up the gift in us and we're not going to just go through another day saying wishing. We're not going to wish the revival. We are going to fight for the revival. To godliness, brotherly kindness. 
That don't mean when they're kind to you. You do it to them. Brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love or charity. And if these things. Somebody say if. I look at your neighbor and just tell them if. That's a little word, but it means a lot in God's world. If these things be in you and abound, get out of you. They make you that you shall neither be barren. Be barren there would be interpreted, I don't think God cares. I'm not sure God heard my prayer. Let me promise you one thing. He is waiting for your prayer. And the prayer of faith is what it's going to take. Not just uttering words, God, I need you to do this and I need you to do that. No, 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 no. God, I am your chosen vessel. You filled me with your spirit. You called me to come out of the world. And now, God, I'm believing that you are going to hear my prayer for my child but you're 500 miles away and I believe angels are going to go over there and I don't know how long it'll be how long did it take you to get here but how many times did you feel I ought to go to the house of God how many times did you say to yourself someday I'm going to be a part of the kingdom how many times did you have to say to yourself I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise. And I am going to sacrifice. And I am. The thought don't do it. It's faith without works is dead. If we want the revival. We've got to get faith by the hand. And say look here. I'm going to my neighbor's. I'm going to the people I work with out here and I'm going to just tell them, man, you cannot believe since I found that little black mark on that line, how many fish I caught. You just can't believe what all has happened since I rededicated my life to Jesus and I began to have a fervent river of living water flowing in my innermost being to my hands, the outermost, my voice, my ears. My ears now are tuned in to a new world. I can hear the angels reminding me of truths and truths make me free. You've got prayers on the table. Don't you ever stop shouting because you had that chance. I'm talking to some others. You've got prayers on the altar. Don't you give up because of time. God's timing is correct. And that's why Ecclesiastes tells you there is a time to everything under the sun. There is a time to do this and a time to do that. And it'd be a great chapter for you to help your children understand. Well, go ahead. Yeah. He that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see far enough away that he just, well, I might as well not go to church. I might as well not pray. I might as well not do this because he cannot see afar off. When the eyes of the Spirit 
get down, that's when the power gets sluggish and the joy and the peace and the righteousness seems so far away. Ladies and gentlemen, stir up the gift. Stir it up. Don't let it just be over there 10 years ago, 10 days ago. Stir it up every day. Grow in grace. Grace is just what the Bible says. The grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness and fleshy lust, we should depart from sin. I mean, you can't get any better definition of grace than that. It's right in the book. What happens is there's a lot of people just like Adam and Eve. It didn't seem like it was a big deal to deviate from the absolute. The absolute was you can have every bit of this but don't touch that tree. They had so much going for them but they just felt like because a deceiver and that deceiver is loose in Lamar County telling good people, wonderful people, you can't live that life and you can't expect that kind of miracle and you can't expect it and he'll get your eyes off on things where people messed up and you thought that because that God's timing was off that his ability had also left. It's not right. There is a time to everything and you probably only have, how old are you now, 40 or 30, 50? I remember you when you was a young man. He used to play the piano. Can you still play it? How old was you, 16, 18? Came to our church in Ohio. And he just couldn't get away from it. He came to Paris. We've enjoyed him. But his dad, I don't think your dad was any taller than you. Five foot two. But man, old Brother Lawrence, he had a relationship with God. Just a beautiful thing. I want to tell you that God is wanting to get the hell out of everybody. Those spirits of evil, those spirits that torment them day and night, those spirits hell hath torment. When you're being tormented, that's when you need the covering, the blood covering of Jesus Christ, of holiness, of godliness, of righteousness, of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost because that will open the eyes by faith. Faith, virtue, knowledge, patience, Temperance, godliness. I trust that as we move forward and the glory of the Lord fills our heart, nobody's going to feel it until you talk about it. They are not sensitive enough 
They can hear us though. That's why Jesus spoke to them. They did not know that he was the mighty God. That he was the everlasting father. That he was and is the prince of peace. And that in him dwelt all the fullness of God and his kingdom and his powers and he was authoritative over the angels that can come in a moment's notice if they've got a holy heart they can come work with. That's why holiness is such a major issue. Holiness is what people do after a messy dinner they wash the dishes they wash the pans and the pots and the they're clean holy is clean no no bad thoughts can linger in a holy head no bad thoughts can linger in a holy heart and no bad thoughts will operate through holy hands Ladies and gentlemen, it's high time, the Bible said, that we awaken to our possibles. Why live another day? One foot over here loving the world and the one over on Sundays and Wednesdays loving the kingdom. Add to your faith virtue to your virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, brotherly love. Brother Jeff, I hate to pick on you so much, but Brother Jim needs a, somebody strong to lift him up. He's sitting over there on all that fat, I mean weight. Now, would you just take him a, a run around? You don't have to run, I mean just walk. Let brotherly love continue. Well, you know what's going to happen? First thing you know, somebody else is going to join. If my brother's hurting and that brother there feels the hurt, I'm not going to let them just struggle by themselves. We're going to get this whole thing together. And then the first thing you know, look at this. I mean, the first thing you know, brotherly love is reaching out and it's going to reach way beyond. And coach, we may just take you with us. Uh, hallelujah. That's it, Bubba. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, man, all of a sudden, what's going to happen to all those old uh, basketball players this week? I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to reach over and give them strength and power. And I'm telling you, first thing you know, coach is going to be feeling more. I'm going to be feeling more. Jim's going to be feeling more. The glory is going to spread. That man, you have never seen a people like those people. They love this thing. They rejoice in the Messiah. They don't have to just go to the house of God. They are caught up in this thing. It's a, it's a river of life. It's a glory cloud. There is going to be. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I'm telling you, is there anybody else that'd like to just stand and join the praise moments? There's just a wonderful thing happening here and right now. Faith and joy and peace is just literally flowing in the house today. I'm going to try to wind it up real quick. 
and the singers are coming. Revelation, somebody say the end. Revelation, the last part of the book. Revelation, they overcame. How? By the blood of the Lamb. That's why it's so important to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because he was the lamb slain. Did you catch that? He was the lamb slain. He was dedicated to giving his life so that you pitiful ladies could have a great life. Isn't it wonderful? Who is this kid? Or is it sound asleep? Can you hold that kid up? Where's its mother? See if its mother will come out here. Come out here where everybody can see this baby. She got the feeding tube out? Sort of do a 360 real slow. Let me tell you the chances of that lady, that little baby being in this service several months ago. Zero. Except God is bigger than a zero. Is that right, Grandma? Is there anybody stand that would like to stand and just praise him for something that didn't look like it could happen, but it did? God is great. They overcame. And we're going to overcome the graveyard. There's not a chance that that grave is going to swallow you up if you go to the death in, in, in the Holy Ghost, if you go to death in baptized in the name of Jesus and walking in godliness. Let me tell you something, no grave is going to hold you down either. He's already proven that the holiness of God and the righteousness of God cannot be left in the earth. It's going to rise and we are going to rise. This altar's open. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it's a good time to do it. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Acts 1 and 8 said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Won't, don't deny yourself the beauty of talking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. Study 1 Corinthians 13 and let it saturate your heart. All over this building, people are praying for the lost. I, I wish we would just get a burden right now and pray for three or four people that is in your world. And for those of you that would like to slip down to the front to do that, and those of you that would like to have the Holy Ghost, and if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, we're not going to get into this thing where we don't have time for Jesus. We're going to have more time for Jesus now because we want to live with Him forever. Is the highest your name is the greatest your name stands above them all oh, thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above 
Your name stands above 
people that we stand behind them tonight. Our, our youth service is sometimes one of the most awesome services. Brother Stephen and ministries he has in, I can tell you that it's a wonderful thing. It's not just a youth night. It's a night youth are on spectacular. God bless you. Have a great day. And Coach, is he already gone? Oh, no, Coach. Coach. Coach Foy, when is the next basketball game? When? I got a schedule in my office. I'll tell them later. I thought you might have it with you. But I'd like to bring about 11 with me and be the 12 apostles to get there with you. Would you mind if we came? I love you, man. Have a great one. God bless.